St. Canardians. My boy Spike is back today. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and maybe we need a shorter intro. A <laughs> shorter intro? <laughs> kind of goes with the episode, Mike. <laughs> sure does. Yeah, man. How's it going, Mike? Um, it's You know, it's going really good. I finally finished marathoning Dinosaurs a few days ago. Um, those who haven't seen it yet, prepare for the really depressing C- uh, series finale. That stuff is dark, man. Um, but now I'm starting the Muppet Show, finally. Okay. Well, Mike, I did take your advice. I gave the dinosaurs a try. Um, I'm not deep into it yet. I, I think I only watched like five or six episodes. Uh, I will say I think the storyline, the plots have aged very, very well. They absolutely um, have. A lot, of yeah. that stuff is st- a lot of that stuff is still relevant. Uh, it needs a... Uh, it needs an upgrade though on the video and the audio though. It really does. Yeah, uh, well, that's <laughs> that's not a shock. Yeah, it needs a remaster. That the video and audio, I, th- I thought it was really poor, man. It's probably never gonna get a remaster though. I think this is the best it's gonna get. There's not a huge fan base for there, is it? There really isn't. I mean, I mean, Henson fans talk about it, but there really isn't. There really isn't a fan base per se about it. I wish there was. I'd love to talk about it more, but. No, there really isn't a dinosaurs fan base. Yeah, I, I saw you had mentioned you were interested in doing a podcast for it, but then you said mentioned that like there's no fan base for it. And, you know, and like what kind of a podcast is it if no one's listening? You're pretty much talking to yourself, which is a shame because <laughs> it's a show that deserves to be talked about, especially with all of those great those great relevant themes it's still got. It could be a really adult show at times. Yeah, and then after you mentioned it, I saw AVN, uh, AVGN uh, did a video about it, and he, he seemed crazy. Yeah, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's t- let's talk really quick about the the bigger show, the Muppets. Man, are are you excited that it's oh, uh, it's, on Disney it's, Plus? It's so great to have the Muppet Show on Disney Plus. I'm so happy it's finally there, especially because seasons four and five were never released on DVD, so I can finally watch those. Mm-hmm. Um. Of course, anybody who is paying attention does know that there are a couple of episodes that aren't there. Uh, a few songs have been cut out from music clearance uh, issues, but and that's been making a lot of news lately. Cancel culture has come for the Muppets, blah, 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 blah. But um, I don't care. I'm happy it's there. And I haven't gotten very far, just a couple of episodes in. Cause my daughter really seems to want to watch it with me and she loves Fozzie. So mm-hmm. I might wait it out and just watch it with her. That's going to take longer than marathoning it, but I think okay. I want to do that. I'm not sure though yet, but I'm just happy it's there. Okay. I, I think I watched the first two episodes and uh, I, I was okay with it. I just didn't know the guests, you know, kind of like they're, they're so, it's so old well, and that's old the school biggest problem with the show. Yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of the guests, no one remembers. And the first season's actually pretty rough. It's okay. not exactly how the characters turn out. I mean, Frank Oz doesn't even perform Piggy half the time. Gonzo and Fozzie are really, really, like, rough around the edges. It gets better in the second season. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I was watching the first episode, and there was no modern names. You weren't, there was no Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. no Dave Chappelle, no... Uh, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> some of these people were big for their time. It's just yeah. they're pretty much forgotten today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that, and that's before my time, too. So you know it's old. And, well, you're old. <laughs> yeah, I just remember a lot of these people from older movies. Since I like a lot of old movies and TV shows, I do know a lot of these guest stars. Oh, okay. But I understand. I, do, I mean, I know most of them. But I, I, 
kids today aren't going to get who any of these people are, literally any of them. And you, you quickly na- uh, mentioned that some episodes were missing. What, what, is there a reason why certain episodes are missing? Two of them are missing. Um, the Brooke Shields episode ends with all the characters singing the wonderful Wizard of Oz, and they couldn't clear that, and mm-hmm. it was essential to the ending of the episode. So they just they just didn't add it. it that one's gone. Uh, maybe they're going to try to work that out so it may show up. Mm-hmm. I got my fingers crossed. Um the other one guest star is somebody who, um, since this is a G-rated podcast, um, he did some bad things about 10 years ago. Um, let's just say he's a convicted felon. I won't go into why. Can you and, say his name? Uh, so Chris I can look it up. Chris Langham. Okay. He was an he actually wasn't a star. He was a staff writer on the Muppet Show. But uh-huh. when Richard Pryor dropped out at the last second, they didn't have a guest star, so they got him. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard the episode's pretty funny, but considering what he's done recently, I totally get why the episode isn't there. And I'll tell you what he did after we're done recording. Okay. Uh, listeners, yeah. if you want to know for yourself, go ahead and Google it, Chris Langham. Um, okay. But so, I don't want to say it on the air. Okay, so they can just pause us for right now and Google real quick. <laughs> just Google it. And then a bunch of episodes are missing, like some songs. But it's all music clearance problems. They just couldn't get the rights to the stuff. Every episode's got like three or four songs. Okay. So and after you, so after you Google this, come back, come back yes, to the podcast. Please come back. <laughs> we have Darkwing Duck to talk about. All right, now Mike, let's uh, let's get a little bit. We got a little bit of time to kill because it's not a long episode. I think we're going to talk about today. No, I don't think so either. Okay. Now this episode deals with slime. Yeah. My first encounter with slime on television that I can remember is, is either Ghostbusters because of Slimer yeah. or you can't do that on television on Nickelodeon. I think for me, it, actually, no, I have to go back even further. Oh. I was going to say Ghostbusters, but no, it's the slime that came with the He-Man toys there was that, my, that, my par- that my parents wouldn't let me play with. There was a <laughs> He-Man toy where you strap one of the good guys to a chair and you poured the slime into a dinosaur skull and it slowly oozed onto the action figure. And my parents wouldn't, they bought it for me, but they wouldn't let me play with it because they were afraid the slime was going to damage our furniture. Mm. And I was probably four or five. So that was my first introduction to slime and slime related stuff. But then probably right after that would be Ghostbusters and Slimer. Definitely. Okay. See, I, I can't remember which one I watched first because they, they both were so big for me. Like, you know, when I was a kid, five years old, Ghostbusters, and uh, you can't do that on television. Uh, see, I didn't I, have Nick as a kid, so I wouldn't have even known that existed. Uh, see, I knew about Nick, uh, Nickelodeon before I left the United States when we went to um, U.S. territory, Puerto Rico. But uh, for, the I, nitp- I re- for the nitpickers out there. Yeah, we had, <laughs> there was a few nitpickers on me about that. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so I do remember on You Can't Do That on Television, you couldn't say, I don't know. And if you yes. said that, you got hit with slime. And if you just said the word water, then the bucket of water would come on you. Um, yeah. I don't know and why, but when I was a kid, that joke never got old. <laughs> when you're a kid, jokes like that don't get old. Mm-hmm. And of and course, the-, the Nickelodeon logo was a big splat. Yeah, I, I went back and I started watching some bootlegs of You Can't Do That on Television, and I did not know Alanis Morissette was on that show, man. Was she? Yeah, she was a regular, like, season four or something like that. Oh, I had no idea. Yep, just a little girl. <laughs> That's pretty ironic, don't you think? 
<laughs> oh, I see what you did there with that pun, huh? <laughs> I went there. I totally went there. I don't regret it. All right, so Mike, what episode are we talking about today? Holy Jesus, this is a weird one. We're talking about slime okay, you're okay. You get it? I'm okay, you're okay. Slime okay, you're okay. Um, this is interesting. I like this one less as an adult. I was kind of obsessed with it as a kid. I really liked it a lot. But going back to it as an adult, I think it's a really weird one. It's a little uncomfortable. I'm going to point out why I feel that way. Um, obviously, this is the episode where Goslin becomes a ravenous slime monster. Uh, how do you feel about it? Uh, to me, it's a filler episode. It's uh, I, I don't hate this episode one bit, but it's not one that I would ever, ever just randomly pick out. It's one I don't mind when I'm binge watching. I, I wouldn't skip it when I'm it's binge got, watching. It's got one thing going for it, though. Oh, man, my boy Spike is there and Bushroot's back. Yes, it's been a little while, hasn't it? Yeah, we haven't we haven't seen Bushroot since the Christmas episode, right? No, we haven't seen Bushroot since uh, Incredible Bulk. Oh, yeah, Incredible Bulk, okay. And he was wow. in that one in Twin Beaks, but that still was a long time ago. Okay. Um, I think what hurts this episode... In the order we're doing it, it's after two big ones, you know, uh, uh, Binky Inside Binky Brain and Haunting Banana Brain. That kind of hurts it a little bit. But yeah, what does, but what helps it is Bushroot coming back. I think yes. that's what helps it, yeah. Okay, so Mike, what is our production air date order? All right, so this one aired Thursday, April 30th, 1992. Man, we're down to the home stretch here. Uh, I think we only have eight left after this one on the Disney afternoon. Mm. It was 70th. By production numbers. Ooh, it's way back there. Yep. We're into the 70s now. <laughs> wow. I, we, we are really, again, home stretch. Yep. Uh, our story editor is Kevin Crosby Hops. He has only got one more left, which is the next one. And we have a new writer today, which might explain why this episode's kind of odd to me. Um, his name is Gordon Bresick. Uh, the only other episode he wrote was Inherit the Wimp next season which another one I'm not really all that fond of. Um, he started over at Hanna-Barbera. I don't really need to go too much into his career, but I think he's mostly well-known for episodes of Animaniacs and Pinky in the Brain, uh, which he did with his writing partner, uh, Charles M. Howell IV, who also wrote a Darkwing Duck episode next season. He wrote Revenge of the Return of the Brain Teasers, which I know is one you don't like that much. Mm -hmm. Um I don't feel like this writer, Gordon Bresick, really understood the character dynamics a little bit because I don't like how Goslin's treated in this episode. I think it's a little uncomfortable. And there's some weird... Darkwing is a really bad dad in this episode. Honestly, he really is. And there's some weird stuff in this one. Um, then again, he writes Bushroot really well, mm -hmm. which I find really interesting. Uh, Gordon Bresick actually passed away in 2019. He was only 68. Wow, that was recent. Yeah, not long ago at all. And our animation is another one by Wang. Okay. Now, and, did anything pop to you on this one? Um, first of all, yikes, the animation's kind of sloppy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's nowhere near as good as Binky's Brain or mm -hmm. Darkwing Squad. Um, it's really rough. I think there's a lot of off-model stuff in it. Um, I think their really good stuff is in the last act with the giant uh, the, the garden lawn monster. Uh -huh. And some of the stuff at the end of the episode is pretty good, but there's some really bad stuff in this one, too. The episode seems kind of rushed. Um, is there anything that stood out to you? Not really. Um, 
I thought the night scenes looked pretty decent, but other than that, I, there was nothing that really popped to me. Nothing at all, really. Yeah, this one definitely seems kind of phoned in and sloppy. Yeah. Is there any new voice actors on this episode? I didn't really catch anything. Nobody knew, but there's one you'll be excited about when I get to her. Okay. Oh, it's a her. Yes. Okay. But yeah, you'll have to wait it out. All right. All right. So let's jump into this plot. Starts right. off well. All right. We got somebody narrating, and it's not Darkwing this time. We got Drake narrating. And... But but you think it's Darkwing. <laughs> yeah, you definitely think it's Darkwing, but it's Drake, and he's playing the game of Monopoly. Of course, it's technically not Monopoly because it's licensed, but no. it's but, Monopoly. <laughs> but he does sneak in the Darkwing entrance line. He says, I am the fingernail that scrapes the blackboard of your soul. <laughs> he does get a little entrance line there. But you're right. It's Drake. He's at home. They're playing, I don't know what you'd say, Duckopoly maybe? Duckopoly. <laughs> Duckopoly. <laughs> well, he, he he thinks he landed on Mallard Gardens, he calls it. Mallard Gardens. He wants two hotels on it. But he doesn't own it. Goslin does. Yeah. Have you, you ever should... played Monopoly? Yeah, yeah. Plenty of times. Just, just checking. I mean, it's not a game everybody likes to play because it's, you know, it can last a long time and it involves, you know, money and real estate. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at it, but I played it. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it. Um, I don't know. When we play it, it, it seems like it goes by pretty quick. Everybody starts buying the houses, the properties, and uh, the hotels, and like people go start going bankrupt pretty quick, man. I played some pretty long games of Monopoly myself. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Drake's not doing too good at it. Goslin's winning. She has a whole pile of money behind her. Um, so, apparently, they've been playing board games all night, and he's lost every single one. Yeah. And then he he has one game he wants to challenge her because he thinks she can't speak that language. Uh, Swahili? Swahili edition of Trivial Trilogy or something like that. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think it's Trivial Pursuit. Um, it's the Swahili edition, and she goes upstairs to get it, and she seems very uh, very nervous and on edge about him going up to her room. Why is that? Because Launchpad is doing her chores and her homework. <laughs> She's totally using him. Yep. This episode's really pushing a message here about not using friends. Mm-hmm. Like, right up front, this episode's really pushing the moral about friendship. Yeah. I mean, all through the episode, it's like characters are treating each other badly. They want to have friends, blah, blah, blah. So this episode's really pushing that lesson. Yeah. And then Drake comes in on the room, and yeah. uh, he walks in on them. And he, he's about to ground her because he finds out that, you know, she's using Launchpad. And he, he lays out the lesson. Friendship is a two-way street. You don't use friends, you help them. Mm-hmm. And then an alarm goes off. We're introduced to a new piece of Darkwing tech. Yeah. Um, it's the it's called the DRAT, which stands for the Darkwing Remote Alarm Terminal. This is a embedded in the living room wall, and whenever there's a crime, an alarm goes off, and the machine alerts him to a crime in St. Canard. The only problem is it doesn't tell him where it is. No, he had to actually get the old school boombox <laughs> and listen to uh, the radio to find out where it was. And I like this joke, though. The button to activate the machine to shut the alarm off is behind a picture of Darkwing and Goslin with their fingers in their ears. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, he has to use a boombox to find out uh, where the where the crime is because this machine's useless to him. Yeah. Well, you know, Goslin wants to go. She wants to go on this mission with Drake, but uh, she's grounded. He tells her she can't go. Nope. So, yeah, they leave in the easy chairs, and she starts up the stairs. 
and she remembers the lesson, friendship is a two-way street. And she realizes the street darkening the launch pad are going to, hey, it's a two-way street, and they're friends, so she should help them. Yeah, um, she found she found a, like a loophole. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you noticed when she shouts, hey, that means I should help them. Kristen Kavanaugh sounds exactly like Chucky from Rugrats. Oh, for real? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't catch it. Exactly. Me, she's, she's always kind of does sound like a, a little bit, it. right? Yeah. Just not as, just not as nasally. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so. Oh, yeah, we get a transition scene. We get the bush root. And, by the uh, way, speaking of bush root, speaking of bush root, don't you love that music that's playing? I didn't I didn't notice it's, it. It's it's music that was written for Bushroot in Beauty and the Beat as he was getting ready for his date. Mm-hmm. And they're playing it here. And I don't know if it's something Philip Giffen wrote, because remember, I don't think he wrote that one. But it's definitely his theme music. Um, mm-hmm. I love it. I didn't know if you caught it or not, but I think it's really good stuff. Um, I did not catch it. But who comes back in this episode? Spike! Spike is Woo! back! He's yeah. still tiny, though. Not yeah. for long. Yeah, and Bush was working on a formula. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. It, it was the IQ2U. You got it. Okay. Yeah, so he's working on that formula for it. Uh, uh, he mentioned it, it would mutate a plant and give it intelligence, right? Yes. It's also the most powerful growth hormone in the world or something like that, he says. And Spike drinks it and returns to his normal size. Well, well, Spike didn't drink it. Did he, he Spike drank the plasma, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the it's the ingredients for the IQ two. Yeah, he, he pla- plutonium he, plant plasma. He says it is. Yeah, he drank that. He he grew huge. <laughs> yeah, Bushroot takes a look at him, screams, and then shrugs. Like Aud- oh, uh, well. Audrey too. Uh, Audrey too. <laughs> Very much Audrey too. Yeah. But Spikes is Spikes is original size again from Beauty and the Beat, mm-hmm. and. Bushroot decides to start cackling madly. <laughs> There's only one thing left to do. Cackle madly. <laughs> and then and Darkwing it, shows up. Yeah, we get an entrance, right? I am the spinach that sticks to your teeth. I am Darkwing Duck and where'd everyone go? <laughs> yeah, they're hiding, but they're not really hiding good. They look like they were playing like statue plants or something. Well, yeah, Darkwing notices them because Spike's so big now he can't hide with them. <laughs> And then um, it's, t- it's some time for some tree action. A little tree action. <laughs> little trees come hopping into the arboretum and start biting Darkwing's feet. <laughs> yeah, and a little bit of that formula spills. Yeah, as Darkwing is fighting with Bushroot, they spill some formula. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. So along comes Goslin trying to help out. Yeah, but she not no she she was on a skateboard and she tripped on the skateboard, right? Yes, she. Hit a patch of cement that was cracked, and she falls. Yeah, and her butt hits the the formula that spilled. Yep, like a little splash stuck, of it, yeah. It stuck to her butt, yeah. Nobody realizes it, though. <laughs> she accidentally rescues Bushroot. Bushroot leaves with Spike. And yeah. Goslin's like, I'm just trying to help a friend. And Darkwing's like, I am not your friend. I'm your father. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Bushroot... Uh, Bushroot, yeah, he yeah, he left, but he thanked Goslin on his way out while he was beginning rescue with Spike. He yep. thanked her. <laughs> and then when Bushroot gets a moment, he pours the formula onto a hedge. Yeah, some bush hedges, yep. Yeah, but turns into Bushroot's brand new friend, a giant slimy hedge monster called Hedgy. Hedgy. And That's... the first thing he does is eat a bookshelf. Now, Mike, I wanted to ask you this. Yeah. Does Hedgy's eyes look just like Posey's eyes? A little bit. He has those weird kind of eyes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and 
he doesn't really talk much. He just screams food, food, and he's voiced by Frank Welker because of course he is. Of uh, course, of course. He is. <laughs> well, Frank Welker's there as Spike, panting and barking as Spike. So you, if you got him, use him. Yeah. All right. So something, something pretty gross happens to Gosling the next morning. Yeah, she she's all covered in slime and but uh Drake is like he he's yelling at her while she's in the room and she's she's covered up in the slime and I forgot what she was doing. She was doing something with the mirror, wasn't she? She was looking at herself in the mirror, yeah. Yeah. She's not just covered in slime, she is slime. Yeah, but she tells him she's gotta go to school <laughs> and he's like, You're not going. <laughs> no <laughs> <Not> like that. <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell them you're a slimy blob of algae. And he goes, <laughs> on second thought, I'll tell him you have bubonic plague. It's a lot more believable. Yeah. And so, you know, he starts analyzing her a little bit and, you know, he he's catching on. She's eating plants now. She's basically eating everything. Yeah. The formula gives you a really crazy appetite. So she's just eating everything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, I guess, like a side effect or something. Yeah, definitely. Like Hedgy eats everything, too. So they they experiment on her. They attempt to separate her slime molecules and her duck molecules. That doesn't work. She Instead, multiplied. They, yeah, <laughs> a bunch of tiny goslins jumping around screaming, yippee, yahoo. It's actually pretty adorable, all these tiny goslins jumping everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and then um, he, he puts her back together, and uh, the crime monitor goes off again. Yeah, so they head back to the house. And once again, they don't know where the crime is being committed because the machine is totally useless. This time, Darkwing tries to figure it out scientifically, and it takes him literally all night. Yeah, and then the evening paper arrives. <laughs> and the evening paper says, plant, duck, invade St. Canard Nursery, and Launchpad starts to cry. Oh, those poor babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Darkwing lets them know it's not that kind of nursery. No. So they know it's Bushroot, they know where to go, and they take Goslin with them because she's eating all the furniture. Mm-hmm. And if you watch Goslin, she starts the morning, she, ha- she has legs. The problem with this formula, as we're going to see, is she's going to de-evolve. Mm-hmm. And by the time they get her out of the house, she has no legs anymore. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it gives you it gives you a hint, visual hint, that this isn't good. Whatever happened to her is not is bad news. Yeah. And then we get a cut scene, and uh, Bushroot, he's looking for Hedgy. Yeah, he's calling out to Hedgy. Yeah. Here, Hedgy, Hedgy, Hedgy. <laughs> he's like, yoo-hoo, and Darkwing sneaks up behind him. Yoo-hoo to you, too And Bushroot goes, Hedgy's voice is developing a familiar tone. How odd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, and then, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Go he ahead. sicks Hedgy on them. Yeah, he sicks them on them, and Hedgy pins them on the wall. DW pulls out the clippers. Yeah, the hedge, hedge clipper. Yeah, <laughs> but then uh, we get an entrance. I am the slime that slurps in the night. I am the one of gum that sticks on the heel of crime. I am Yucky Duck. And who's it's Yucky Go- Duck? It's Goslin, of course. But her entrance <laughs> is so long that Hedgy leaves, and Bushroot yeah. goes with him. Mm-hmm. And um, all of a sudden, Darkwing Launch I don't see, but Hedgy melts into a pile of slime. Yeah, he he's done. He's done. He didn't last very long. Bushroot's like, I'm not one to talk, but you don't look so good. <laughs> again, again, it gives us an indication of something that's going to happen to Goslin. This formula is really unstable. Yeah. So but, this is where Darkwing becomes the world's worst dad. He decides uh-oh. to start using her. 
Yeah. To find, but and when she gets excited to help, she goes to hug him and he pushes her away, mm-hmm. which is really mean. Yeah, and then he puts her to search for a bush route through the sewers. Yeah, he wants it's like she's excited to help, but he's making her search the sewers, yeah. and it's like it's it's kind of cruel. Yeah, and she stopped somewhere to get something to eat while she's searching the sewers. Was that hamburger hippo? Yes, it was. Okay. Hamburger I, hippo. Yeah, she was there. She she scared all the customers out of there. She ate everything up, and then Darkwing shows up. And then Launchpad eats some of the fries, and they have slime all over them, but he doesn't care. Yeah, she she doesn't want to help anymore though. She says that you know. No, and, yeah, yeah, she. It's this is it's ridiculous what he's asking her to do, and then she's like, I just want to be your daughter, and. He tells her that she's a tool in the utility belt of justice. He oh, calls her a tool. Yeah. Like, that's just mean. And, like, Darkwing is not – he's not getting the web, the world's best dad award today. He's oh, definitely no. not. Not acting like this. And he's like – and she leaves. She actually bails on him. Mm-hmm. And when he asks, you know, was it something I said? Like, Launchpad – I love it when Launchpad just tells it like it is. I really do. Launchpad says, well – you said you'd rather have a super-powered slime creature than a daughter. Mm-hmm. And he realizes he really screwed up. Yeah. But God, it doesn't matter now, because Goslin's miserable. Yeah, she she walks into an alley now. and She's lost. Yeah, she's lost. She's pouting about it, and she just says she wants to be friends, you know, with her dad. You know, she wants him back, and she doesn't have any friends. But then uh, a villain pops up in the top of the alley. Yeah, Bushroot and Spike show up. They followed her there. Mm-hmm. And Bushroot just wants a friend. Like, that's his that's his only goal at this point in the series. All he wants is a friend. He sees her as a as a possible friend. She's vegetable matter. He sees her as a friend. And even Bushroot's not going to win any good friend awards. Because when he says, a friend's always there for you, Spike hugs him and he pushes Spike away. Yeah. <laughs> like, Darkwing and Bushroot are meant for each other. Um but him and Goslin go off because Goslin realizes, you know, this is the best she can do at this point. Yeah, they're both plants, kind of. <laughs> That's it. She goes, I don't think so. You're half plant, and I'm half plant, too, sort of. Okay. Yeah. And they go off together. Yeah, and then Darkwing's back at headquarters, and he, uh, he actually found a cure for her. Yeah, he found a cure, but he admits it's probably too late. He shows Launchpad the four stages of what IQ2U can do by pouring it on a dandelion. Mm-hmm. Or is it or is it is a dandelion, right? It's a dandelion, yeah. Um so he says it has four stages. It's got intelligence, so the dandelion puts on some reading glasses and reads a book. Indigestion, it, <laughs> it, has, it gets a stomach ache and it burps. Insanity, it goes crazy and eats his hat. And then in a puddle, it melts into a puddle. So we know now what's going to happen to Goslin for sure if Darkwing doesn't do something. But I do like that. I do think that's funny. Intelligence, indigestion, insanity, and in a puddle. That's very clever. Yeah. And then we get we go back to Bushroot, and he has a new formula, the new uh, IQ2U. Yes, he improved it. <laughs> he um, improved it. This is, this is really, like, as a kid, this actually, it actually kind of shocked me in this scene. Um... He's like, yeah, we'll have more friends, intelligent friends like me and you. And Goslin's back to the camera. And then she turns around, and is she really Goslin anymore? No, nah, she's she's not. She still has the hunger and everything, but her voice has changed. She, her personality, like, she, she, 
it seems like she's a mutant now. Like she, she's yeah. kind of like a zombie a little bit. Like she turns around with her eyes crossed and she's like just twiddling her lips. Like blah, 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 blah. like she's going insane. Yeah. Like she's got like there's no humanity left with her, you know. And the soundtrack plays a little guitar riff that was from uh, Revolution and Home Appliances. And that kind of adds to it. Like, it's kind of, like, creepy. Like, this, I kind of wish this wasn't happening to Goslin. I feel kind of bad for her. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like if this had happened to Darkwing, it'd be funny. Mm-hmm. But it's... I don't know. I like Goslin too much for this to, like... For me to be okay with it. I don't know how you feel. I mean, it's just, just one episode. It's, it's yeah. okay for me. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Uh, I, I get why you feel that way, too, though. So, what, what I think is, for that. What I think is really weird, though, is... She's too far gone for even Bushroot at this point. She's mm-hmm. not going to make a good friend for him. She even tries to eat him. Yeah. So he sucks her up into a machine and he tells her, I like you so much, I'm going to cultivate you. And it's <laughs> like, I don't know, is it me or did that sound really creepy? It did sound creepy. <laughs> like Bushroot the creeper. Um, and then, yeah, now we got Darkwing again. He's on the rat catcher and uh, – he he's able to find their find them because of Goslin's slime trail. Yeah, using infrared goggles, but he can't see red lights and drives into a truck. <laughs> I I think that scene was just there for jokes though. It, yeah, it really. Yeah, it didn't kind of fit the story, but you know to put the uh, infrared on there. But it would explain how Darkwing found her. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so for the rest of the episode, pretty much starting now, I think the animation is pretty good. Like it gets really, really good in this next scene. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, get, I don't have much to say about the animation other than, other than it's kind of sloppy through most of the episode, but I like it here in this next scene. Uh, Darkwing shows up, uh, takes the IQ to you away from Bushroot and he's like my formula and Darkwing, Darkwing sticks his tongue out at him and then Bushroot strangles him with his vines. Yeah. <laughs> And then Spike ends up with the formula. Yes, he gets it and runs outside with it. Yeah, and you know, Spike, they always give him that dog personality. So he runs out in the middle of the lawn and he buries it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he buries it in the lawn. And what happens to the lawn? It, it, it mutates. Yes. It becomes, it's like a long patch of lawn, kind of like a, kind of like a snake, kind of, with a, with a face. It's got two eyes and like big lips. It's like a woman. Um, the lawn is voiced by Victoria Carroll. Come on, Will, who's that? I don't know. Whose uh, wife is that? Victoria Carroll? Is that Michael Bell's? Yes. Ah, okay. Remember, she was <laughs> Dr. Brute from Apes of Wrath. Way, okay. way back when. Okay. Yeah, so she's doing, um, why don't you come up and seed me sometime? That's Mae West. And then she goes, I want to be alone. And that's Greta Garbo, very famous actresses from the 30s and 40s. She's doing these impressions. And she's attacking them, and Darkwing realizes he has to work together with Bushroot. Mm-hmm. Victoria Man, she never got to do an episode with Michael Bell, man. No, she's in only one more episode, but he isn't, he isn't in that one either. Ah, uh, Okay. All right, get back, get back. My bad. <laughs> and um, so Bushroot's excited. He wants to work with Darkwing because at this point, he's just so desperate for a friend. Yeah. He'll even take Darkwing as a friend. Uh, Launchpad, meanwhile, is trying to free Goslin. How's that going? Not going too good. He gets sucked into that same uh, machine. <laughs> yeah, so they're both stuck in there. How does Darkwing defeat the lawn monster? Uh, He brings a, a, a pack of sheep. Is it a pack? Group? Yeah, a whole flo- a flock of a flock, flock of, sheep. of sheep. Yeah, <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't little Bo Peep. 
<laughs> yeah, so they the sheeps eat the lawn. Of course, we don't really see it, though, do we? No, they're munching on it really quick, and she's like, ow, ow, but that's about it. She's probably still alive. They don't actually defeat her. Yeah. Um, they go inside, and Darkwing doesn't know what to do. He tries to kick open the, the machine they're trapped in, but he can't do it. Yeah. But then what does Bushroot do? He helps. He, he he just hits the switch. <laughs> he does. He helps them. This is my favorite part of the episode. It always makes me laugh. Like Darkwing thanks Bushroot, and Bushroot like starts wallowing in self pity about how he's how he shouldn't have had any friends anyway, and he's crying. And so Darkwing decides to let him escape. Yeah, but like, Bushroot don't want to escape. He doesn't want to go anywhere. Like when Darkwing tries to like, he goes, "Don't think I'm gonna turn my back while you escape." <laughs> and he looks, and Bushroot's just standing there with this big smile on his face. Yeah, so then, it, you know, Darkwing's got to nudge him, like, get the heck out of here, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hasta la vista, Bushy. <laughs> and he, Bushroot leaves, Spike goes with him. And yeah. um, they really, Darkwing and Launchpad, you know, they kind of pointed out, you know, all, all Bushroot wants is a friend. And Darkwing points out, you know, all this time he already had one. But Bushroot doesn't realize it, you know? He never, he never realizes Spike is there for him. Yeah. And then uh, we get a cut scene, and uh, the cure worked. Yeah, what's the cure? A bath. <laughs> okay, is it... I mean, do you buy that as an ending? No, they no. should have stuck with the regular cure, in my they, opinion. They should have... I don't know. I don't know how a bath would fix anything. Yeah. Kind of a dumb ending. Um, but whatever. We end with Darkwing giving a giving Goslin a bath, and that's that's the ending. She says it's worse than being a slime monster. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Kind of a kind of a dull ending. It's it's all right. I don't love it, but mm-hmm. it is it is what it is. But it's great to have a good Bushroot episode. This is the last time. I mean, we have a couple more Bushroot ones coming up, but this is the last time. It's like a standard Bushroot episode. You know, okay. It's it's the last one with Spike. Mm. Yeah, so it's the last time you can see Bushroot in the greenhouse conducting experiments, wanting a friend. Um, the next two Bushroot episodes are like ones with the fearsome five, and the other one is like a completely like non-canon episode. So, yeah, so we got some more Bushroot, but this is the last time we're gonna get him like this. Okay. Yeah. All right, so let's get into some scores, Mike. Oh, by the way, do you think this episode, in in that case, thinking about it, do you think this episode redeems Bushroot? Eh, it's okay. Uh, like, I'm okay with it. Like, do you think, like, this is kind of a character arc, like Darkwing let him go, and now Bushroot's going to maybe go straight or, like... Yeah, I, I could kind of see that. I mean, like, they've been teaming up together at the end of the episodes a few times, you know, with Twin Beaks and stuff. I feel like if... They kept making Bushroot episodes. They probably would have reformed him. Do you oh, think they would have gone that direction? I don't think so, but I think they would have kept it this way, though, like where they, they would have been kind of teaming up and getting away and stuff like that. Well, they, did, think... it, they did it in the Boom comics. Have you gotten that far yet? No, the Joe Books comics. Have you gotten no, I, that far no, yet? No, I haven't, got, I haven't got the Joe Books yet. Ah, uh, you have to read those. Okay. Uh, okay, so ratings. Yeah. I'm going to go like firmly middle of the road. I'm going to give it a two and a half because okay. I think, I think the Bushroot stuff is fun and I love seeing Spike, mm-hmm. but I think like the sloppy animation and the fact that I don't really like the Goslin stuff, it okay. just drag it drags it down for me. So it's kind of just half and half. I'll just give it a two and a half. How about you? I'm going to give it a two. Um, it's oh, not okay. bad. 
Yeah, it's not bad. It's decent to me. Um, I like Bushroot in the episode, of course. Uh, I love Spike. I didn't care for Hedgy. I didn't care for the lawn Man. too much. We don't see uh, Hedgy enough for him to even make an impression. Yeah, I really didn't care for all of Darkwing's gadgets either. You know that uh, monitor thing. The draft, and, yeah. Yeah, the thing that mute um, that separated Goslin into many little Goslin. I didn't care for that either. Uh, Launchpad is okay in this episode. Goslin's okay. He the mean thing kind of brings it down a little bit for me. You know, Darkwing being so mean to her. Yeah. Uh, but it's like I said earlier, it's not a bad episode. It's one if I'm binge watching the whole series, I wouldn't skip it. No, of course not. But if I'm like just randomly like, hey, I want to watch Darkwing today, I would never pick this episode ever. Even even when it comes to Bushroot episodes, this wouldn't yeah. be one I'd turn on. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm gonna I, I I like my two score for it. That's great. That's fine. And uh, we don't have a villain to rate this time, do we? No, we're running out of those. Okay. All right. So then, uh, Mike, what what episode we got next? Okay, the next one's another weird one, but for different reasons. Um, It's world history. Uh, This is the one where Goslin dreams she's traveling with Astro Duck throughout history to find the Fountain of Knowledge. Okay. Really, really weird. Not very much like a Darkwing Duck episode, but it, mm-hmm. it has its moments. I mm-hmm. do enjoy it. Megavolt's in it, and so is Herb. So it's decent. So we'll talk about that one next time. Okay. Do you have any thoughts on that one before we go? No, I'll just wait till we get to it. It's not a major one for me. It's certainly not, no. Okay. All right. Uh, I guess, uh, Mike, we're, the people tuning in to us for the first time, where can they find us at? All right, we're everywhere. Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, um, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, and Pandora. Also on YouTube. I think that's all of them. I know there's a whole bunch more. I just can't name all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any shout-outs? Man, I'm just going to kind of narrow it down today and just shout-out one group of people. And that's anybody who does fan art on Darkwing, man. Thank you so much because sometimes I'm just so impressed and sometimes, even if it's a character I don't care for, I still get so excited when I see some really good fan art. I really yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. So that's who my shout-out to is today, Mike, to all the uh, people who do fan art. Oh, by the way, this one's dropping a week before the series finale of DuckTales. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so make sure y'all watch oh. that uh, DuckTales finale. If you haven't watched it yet, the episode that's dropping today, at least when this one drops, is the second-to-last episode. Um, Scrooge goes on trial. All his all his enemies are basically ganging up against him. But the series finale is an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, so hour and a half. Whoa. It's basically three episodes. Okay, so it's... Okay, yeah. so for on its premiere, it'll be an hour and a half, but when it gets syndicated, it'll probably be broken up into three. They're probably going to break it up into three. I know for sure, based on a photo I've seen, that one of the upcoming episodes has Goslin in it. Okay. I That's saw cool. her in a photo, so we'll see what happens. I can't believe it's ending. I know you were ready for it to end. Oh, yeah. It's still, it's still a... weird. It, I feel like we just learned it's ending, and now it's ending. <laughs> Crazy stuff, man. Yeah, man. But uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in today, man. We appreciate it. You know, uh, we're getting close to the end, Mike. We're getting close to the very end of this uh, podcast. We're down to, like, maybe 20 episodes left or something. Only eight eight more Disney afternoons and then the last 13 ABC episodes. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're getting down there. All right, guys. we are. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, make sure you uh, stay dangerous. Enjoy yourself a little tree action, guys. (laughs) Good night, everyone. Good night.